Hi, this is Christian Kuhn of Urban Village Church in Chicago. Welcome back to my sermon podcast. I'm looking forward to starting a new sermon series with you today. We're going to start with Psalm 104. That's the passage we'll be focusing on this morning. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then jump to verse 24 and read that through uh, verse 34. So hear these words. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, wrapped in light as with a garment. You stretch out the heavens like a tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messengers, fire and flame your ministers. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and leviathan that you form to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. May God's blessing be on the hearing and living out of this word. I received a really great Christmas gift a few weeks ago, a turntable, which brought me back to decades ago when I would listen to uh, albums and 45s. Of course, many of you know in the 80s, people thought CDs were going to replace all of that, and then streaming would be the end of any kind of music that way, but some of you may know that vinyl is making a big comeback, so I've been having a lot of fun rebuilding my album collection. I went to a store called Dusty Groove a couple weeks ago, and they only sell used albums in addition to tapes and CDs too. So I spent a lot of time in there looking around, seeing which ones I wanted to start with again as I was going to build up my collection. And then just as I was about to leave, I realized that they had a basement. And that's where I ended up spending most of my time. It was almost like walking down into a garage sale. Here were all of these different crates that had all of these different albums. And it was not categorized at all. And just a huge variety of albums. And each album was one price, 50 cents. So you could imagine this was buyer beware uh, and also an interesting mix of all kinds of different music that were in these crates. Some were kind of the cheesy albums from the 70s that I have a soft spot in my heart for. Uh, There were a few musicals that I bought, a couple of classical LPs. But in the midst of looking around and seeing what treasure I could find, I noticed that there were some old instructional albums, too. So you would find a soundtrack from My Fair Lady right next to an album that 
tells you how to play the guitar, or Andy Williams is right up against playing favorite piano chords. And as I was looking through all of these different albums, I kind of like that. We enjoy music. We want to be entertained by music. But alongside that, what these albums seem to be saying, you can also make music too. Well, this new sermon series that we are starting is called Making a Way Out of No Way. It's an African-American folk singing, and we are inspired by Black History Month as one of the things that is forming this particular sermon series. So we believe that our God is a creator, is infinitely creative. Our God makes things new where we thought there was only death. Our God creates possibility when we thought all doors were closed. Our God creates surprising joy in what seem to be areas of the world and in our lives that are flat and stale. We can see this creativity and learn how to live embracing it when we deeply consider the black American experience and those many black people throughout the generations who have lived out God's creative vision under oppression. So we will consider God's ever active creativity in the arts, in love, in protest, and in worship through the lives of notable African-American creators and also our biblical ancestors. We hope that what we learn from those who came before us can shape who we are and how we can live more co-creatively with God in the world. So again, we want to be inspired by the scriptures, inspired by these witnesses, but inspired to the point where we also begin creating in our own lives so that we might make a way out of no way, so that we might see life instead of death. All of this starts, of course, with God. And the Psalms are a great place to experience and reflect on God's creativity. So a quick note about the Psalms. Some of you may know it's a collection of prayers and songs composed throughout Israel's history. The name Psalms is derived from a Greek term meaning song. It's organized. If you look through your Bible, you might notice that it places in the Psalms. It's organized into five collections or books. So you might see chapters 1 through 41. At the beginning of chapter 1, you might notice it says book 1. And if you look over chapter 42, you might notice this is book 2. So it's divided into different five different collections. But really, there's wide diversity in the Psalms. You would find some that call out for help, or some that lament, some that Share thanksgiving, some that, of course, are hymns, some that are centered around a king or royalty. Some are to be used in community and with others, some are to be used individually. It's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite books of the Bible. There's so much diversity here. If we are feeling on top of the world, we can find a psalm. If we are feeling at our lowest, we can find a psalm. If we want to use earthy, real language and speak to God, perhaps in ways that we don't think we should speak to God, we can find passages in the Psalms that speak that language. So in the Psalm that we're focusing on today, Psalm 104, this is a hymn of praise to God, the creator. Again, a focus of what we want to reflect on today, God's creativity and how that can bring about creativity in our own lives. So the first four verses, notice the real richness of this text, the metaphors, the symbolism. All of this affirms God's sovereignty and greatness. 
the text talks about God being clothed with honor and majesty. God is wrapped in light as with a garment. That God stretches out the heavens like a tent. The clouds are a chariot. The winds are messengers. The flames are ministers. I love the way the psalmist is using words and metaphors and images here. And then in Psalm or in verse 24, it lets us know and reminds us, O Lord, how manifold are your works in wisdom. You have made them all. Again, God as creator. We didn't read all of Psalm 104, but if you go through and read this whole Psalm, you'll see all kinds of um, creatures and parts of the world that are named and celebrated. Now, on the one hand, when we read a psalm like 104, there's really something wonderful and, and marvelous about adoration and about admiration of beauty. The, again, the first four verses are filled with this kind of adoration. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. Perhaps you have had those moments so many people tell me I really experience God's presence in nature, and that's understandable, whether it's at a park near you and you can really take a close look at a tree or, or grass or leaves or flowers, maybe these parts that we take for granted. But when we really focus on this, we are in awe. Or if we've ever had a literal mountaintop experience or gone to the Grand Canyon or any of these other amazing, wonderful parts of the world we stand, and that's why we're grateful to have psalms like this that can put into words what we are feeling. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, you are very great. I was reading an article a few weeks ago, this other United Methodist pastor in Virginia, his name is Steve Little, and he did this really interesting uh, and I think great spiritual discipline where he took a year and he had this camera and he wanted to take a picture every single day of that year with his camera. And what that turned into was an appreciation for all that's around us. When you are committed to taking a picture every single day, you are, in a way, I think, kind of forced to really look at things more closely and to be in awe of what God has given to us. In this article, the, uh, Steve, this pastor said that taking this time, I realized, turned out to be a very prayerful experience, that when I began each day hoping to see something beautiful, that, in a way, I was inviting God to be present with me in this process. I, I wish I could say I've done this every single day, but I've tried to take this up. I have a, a nice camera, and so I've been trying to take it with me in more places. And just to, to see things, if I'm committing to trying to take a picture every day, I'm being forced to see things in new ways. And it's opened up God's creation and God's wonder in, in ways that I sometimes overlook or don't see. So I think the, this psalm is helping us to be open to adoration, to be open to God's glory. And I hope that that can inspire and transform our lives. So we give thanks for this. We appreciate and we enjoy creation. But notice, as we continue on reading this psalm, notice that there's also a response here. Verse 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. 
The psalmist is so moved by God's creation that at the end, the psalmist says, I will sing. That God will not be the only one who creates. That this God is inspiring me to create too. And so therefore, I will sing as a response to God's creation. I will create. So I mentioned earlier, we have a focus this month on notable African-Americans especially ones that we may not be familiar with. And so today we are taking a look at a woman named Rosetta Tharp, or she's also known as Sister Rosetta Tharp. She was one who sang to the Lord, but not just sang and was inspired in ways that were unexpected and groundbreaking. I will confess I did not know Rosetta Tharp in just, uh, in just this sermon series as we began to reflect on who we wanted to lift up in a sense to tell the story of, of people in the faith who have been unbelievable creators. She actually was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. She's been called the godmother of rock and roll. She was the, really the first great recording star of gospel music and among the first gospel musicians to really appeal to both rhythm and blues and rock audiences. She's also been referred to as the original soulster. She inspired numerous rock musicians that we know today and country musicians too. Little Richard and Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. Well, Rosetta started at an early age. She was born in the South. She was playing guitar at revivals at the age of six. In fact, when she was that age, she moved to Chicago. She debuted at the age of six at Robert's Temple Church of God in Christ in the early 1920s. When I learned this, I was taken aback. That church is only a couple, or actually about a mile south of where I live. Robert's Temple Church of God in Christ is also known for being the place where Emmett Till's funeral was in 1955. But there was six-year-old Rosetta Tharp playing guitar and beginning to sing this voice that she knew that God had given to her. And as she grew up, this God, this creator God that she was inspired by began to move in her as she would create and as she would influence. She fused Delta blues, New Orleans jazz and gospel music into what would become her signature style. And the fall of 1938, she stepped out into the stage of the Cotton Club, and she did what no other performer had done from the rich musical traditions of black Pentecostalism as it had ever done. She started playing the music of her church to a predominantly white audience. And within weeks, audience enthusiasm for this guitar-slinging evangelist had earned her second billing to Cab Calloway. She continued her groundbreaking creativity she played the Paramount Theater with Count Basie with this, and played at the Apollo Theater, the first for a gospel soloist. In 1945, she released the song called Strange Things Happening Every Day. It was the first gospel single ever to cross over on the Billboard race charts. So all of these groundbreaking things that Rosetta Tharp had, had done, why did she not get the notoriety that other musicians of her time did? Well, various reasons have been offered. Perhaps sexism was part of it. It might also have been uh, 
her sexuality when she was 30. She'd been married twice, but then entered into a relationship with another woman, Marie Knight. And though they were not out publicly, many people in the industry knew about their relationship and their secret. They toured and collaborated as the two women in a relationship in the 1940s. That was a radical act. So all of these things might have played into her not getting the attention that she deserved. It may also have been because she also stayed grounded in her church. She was sometimes criticized for playing secular venues as well as churches. And she responded to her critics by stating that she was sent to save sinners and therefore had to go where sinners could be found in both secular and sacred venues. I'll put a link up on the Podbean page for this really inspiring, uh, I guess it was a concert of sorts, this impromptu concert that she played in Manchester, England at a train depot. And you can see she's playing at this train depot. It's just unbelievable to watch. She has literally gotten off the train and is playing this gospel song for all of those gathered there. She's using her creativity in the ways that she plays the guitar and the audiences that she is reaching and the people that she is in relationship with. She is breaking through all kinds of barriers while still rooted in her faith in God, the original creator. And her willingness to go to all places, as she said, to save sinners and to be rooted in the one and grounded in the God that she believed in. Rosetta Tharp is an inspiration to so many. And as I've learned about her and watched her this week, I begin to think about how can I be inspired by her story? How can I be even more inspired by what God is doing in my life? This God who creates, this God who gives me this world that hopefully will enable me not only to be in awe, but then to reflect deeply into my own life. If God has created all of these things for me in my own life, then how can I, as a person, also create? We did a sermon series a while ago, and we tried to emphasize that everybody can create something. Everybody. What can that be in your own life? How can you be inspired by Rosetta Tharp? How can you be inspired by what God has done in our life so that we not just enjoy what others create, but that it can inspire us to create too. What can you do differently? What can you write or how can you sing? What can you bake or make? How can you do something differently so that you are honoring the creation that God has given to us, that you are honoring the original creator, the one who breathed life into all of us, How can you be inspired by people like Rosetta Tharp who took God's gift and went out into the world to be able to use her gift and reach people from all walks of life? Friends, I hope that when we think about ways that we are inspired by creativity, whether it comes from God or from someone else, that we might think about how we can be creative ourselves just like those albums in that box that we can be entertained and rejoice while also knowing I can play too 
I can create as well. And I hope that our God, the Creator, can show you how to do just that. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for listening today. I'll be back next week for uh, the next sermon in this series. You can always reach out to me, Christian at urbanvillagechurch.org, or you can go to my website, christiancoon.com, to learn about uh, the other things that I try to create myself. Um, And so, friends, until the next week, may the peace of Christ be with you. Be thou my wisdom and thou my truth.